0: When you're done listening to this podcast, check out mine. It's called Beer in Front. Every week I talk about a classic beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way. I'll also talk about new beers that have potential to be classics. As the Chicago beer guy, I also talk a lot about great craft beers in the city of Chicago. That's Beer in Front wherever you listen to podcasts. Good People Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People Cool Things. Today's guest is Lisa Buckley, a puppeteer with more than 25 years of experience. You've seen her work on shows like Sesame Street, where she puppeteered Betty Lou, on ALF, on The Muppets, on probably anything with a puppet she's probably had at least a hand at least a hand in the mix of that and today she's continuing using puppetry to help teach sensitive topics like trauma gender equality menstrual hygiene we're going to meet a few of those puppets in this episode i won't give anything away though cuz they're all they're all fantastic and even with the audio even if you're only listening through audio you'll appreciate everything that comes on in this show Lisa also works with the Born Free Foundation in Kenya, making elephant puppets to raise awareness around animal welfare and the way we treat animals. But if you've got a dream you're working towards, Lisa has a beautiful full circle story. Beautiful full circle is kind of hard to say. A lovely full circle story. Lots of great stuff she's been doing that she's kind of wanted to do since she was six or seven. Finally made it happen in all kinds of cool ways. And as you're listening to this episode, if you're like, hey, I want more. I want more of this. I want more advice on following my dreams, on how I can make that happen. If I want more travel tips when I'm going out and traveling, if I want more corny jokes, head on over to goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Sign up for the newsletter that will give you all of those things right to your inbox. All you got to do is drop a little email address. It's a pretty, pretty good exchange, I would say. You can do all that. Have a great time and enjoy this conversation with Lisa. To start, for people that don't know who you are, not familiar with your work, can you give us your name and elevator pitch, but also the type of elevator that we're riding on? (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. Um, My name is Lisa Buckley and I'm a puppeteer. And my type of elevator is, you know, those glass elevators that you get in, they're like attached to the side of the building and you get in and your stomach falls to the floor and you whoosh up to the fifteenth floor and you're suddenly realize that you're terrified of heights because you're looking out the window going, What is going on? <laughs> and then you land and you get out of the elevator and you're just like, Okay, thank you. Thank you. I I made it through another day, another elevator. <laughs> so yeah, I always pick those and I always regret it.
0: <laughs> I know. I always it always seems like a good idea. And then when you've got three sixty views for whatever yeah. reason, that just throws me. Yeah,
1: it like, throws it's me too. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, it's
0: not for me. Yeah. So not for me. <laughs> how did you get in? puppetry, you've been doing it for a quarter century now. Where, yes, how did that get started?
1: Well, when I was growing up, I was into animals. I loved animals. Like Jane Goodall and Diane Fossey and Jacques Cousteau were my heroes, and that was it. I wanted to be a scientist, a biologist, zoologist. So that was that was it. That was set. That was going to be my whole life. <laughs> but then, when I went to college and I started taking all the science classes, I realized. I don't like science at all. <laughs> it's not interesting. It's not fun. I want my animals to talk to me. I want them to wear clothes and drive cars and have jobs. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what do I do? But at this um, school that I went to, the uh, Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven, Connecticut, go owls, they had a puppet class. It was a semester long and it was 15 credits, which is a lot of credits For a semester. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I took it. And you know, when you do what you're supposed to be doing and you just, you find what you're destined to be, you just get all the feels and all the flutters. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. It was so much fun. I was. Pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> and it never felt like it was work. So I was like, that's it. I quit school and said, I'm going to be a puppeteer. My parents were horrified. But I said, no, no, no. It's going to totally work out.
0: <laughs> and it seems like it has.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It had like a zigzag route to get to, you know, all the good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. It really, it really did, and I'm fortunate because I live in Connecticut, where the University of Connecticut has a whole puppetry program. You could get a, a doctorate in puppetry at the University of Connecticut, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. I didn't go there, but <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how I began, which is just absolutely crazy. But you know, the universe says, "No, nah, no, nah, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this." <laughs>
0: that that, uh, science really spoke to me as a freshman in college, I took a zoology class thinking (gasps) similar thing like I'd like to learn about animals. I think that'd be super fun. And maybe it was the hardest class I took in college for sure. And maybe like a week and a half of it was animals that weren't like plankton or you know, yeah bugs basically because that yeah that does that is a big part of the ecosystem but i was like there's more than yeah, this this is
1: interesting like. yeah maybe that <laughs> maybe that's
0: how they weed out people then that's the next true. i had to take a second class but i was scared off that's
1: dumb, i know i know one. it's crazy but <laughs> here i am
0: <laughs> so along the way you've got all these different crazy credits to name—you've been on *Elf*, *Muppets*, uh, *Sesame Street*—like all yeah. these, these you know, like yeah. long, sh- like shows I watched growing up. Like it's super right? cool to see that that's you know that's all on your resume. Do you have a favorite out of the bunch? A favorite puppet, or is that like picking children?
1: It's like picking children. <laughs> Though I think um now, the work that I do now, it, it's more, um I work for an, an aid organization. So I have my aid worker puppets that I like to use. So I have a, I'll show them to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a poop puppet because one of our programs is water sanitation and hygiene. And how do you talk about pooping, open defecation in a very cultural sensitive way that's fun and engaging and you can get the message across that, you know, uh, pooping, can be very dangerous. If you happen to get it in your mouth and face, you could get very sick as children do in, in parts of the world that don't have proper sanitation. Mm-hmm. So you make a Mr. Poop puppet. <laughs>
0: hey, what's I happening? Like, I like the, the flies around. Yeah, the
1: flies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he's very popular in our WASH program. And it's just so fun to see grown adults using a poop puppet and just going off in these incredible tangents about Mr. Poop and his whole life and his whole story. And, you know, he has germs that go with him. <laughs> That's right. I like to spread sickness and make children sick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Mr. Poop.
0: <laughs> what is the kind of creative process for creating? Because you, you create these puppets as well. So, obviously if you're if you're talking about a topic, I assume that's probably the the launching pad for it of like, okay, this is something, but like what does that sort of yes. iteration look like
1: well with with Mr. poop and it, it was very true. It's like how do we talk about this with you know, I'm in a, in a room with just men, and we're sitting in a circle, and we're. I have to get the point across that you. First of all, of course, you need latrines, but you know, you live in an area where you, they don't build latrines, they don't have access to running water. So, what are we going to do? How are we going to talk about this? That's not embarrassing for them and mortifying for me, <laughs> but also in a fun way. So I said, it just came into my head: we need a poop puppet that would be absolutely perfect. So I just, you know, he's just a simple brown sock and just um this wire and just the little hair things and just button eyes. And he just is so fantastic. And it's, it's so funny to see grown men and women just taking on like, you know, these are like you know, very high government officials in some of our classes becoming children and just playing. And also when we're making them, which is really great, you know, we sit around in a circle and, you know, we're sewing and we're stuffing. And I'm like, so um. anyway, we're going to talk about pooping today. And um, so (laughs) where do you guys go poop? (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is just awful. We have to talk about this. And you get into these incredible conversations about pooping and where you poop and, and like stories of, you know, some families, the father would be like, I want my children to poop in the yard because that shows the whole village that I can afford food. I would have never thought about that. which is amazing. And like the one organization built all these latrines for the women, but the women didn't want to use them. And they came back and said, well, why don't you want to use them? And they said, well, we like to go out and poop in the fields because we can talk about our husbands and talk about our day and talk about, I would have never thought of that. (laughs) so he you know these kind of puppets it's a, a gateway to engage in conversations that are that are difficult but in a fun way and then we can talk strategies so what what do we need what does this village need so it, it's fun and we can talk about like you know menstrual hygiene and you can talk about abstract ideas like you know emotions you can talk about anger and and um surprise Things like that. So, you know, sometimes in trauma situations, if children don't have access to the right words, they can make puppets and talk about their feelings through puppetry. So it's it's quite exciting. So some of it it just comes to my head, just okay, that we need a poop puppet, obviously. And other times it's in a discussion, well, how would we talk about menstrual hygiene? What kind of a puppet would we use? So it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> has, has there ever
0: been one where you started designing it and then we're like, oh, that should like never see the light of day?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some that you just can't. They just they're just not going to work. They're just not. And you're just like, OK, something else will will happen and it'll be OK. But, you know, that's the best part about puppets. They can be anything. Anything can be a puppet. So that's pretty exciting. And it's good to make the unseen like germs can be puppets because you don't see germs. So you can make them. um puppets oh here's my germ this is my cholera germ (laughs) so and any kind of material like mr poops a sock and these guys are this one's an old paintbrush so it's also recycling so we use a lot of found objects too and and you know trees and plants and weird things like that so it's always i'm always amazed how creative people are just it's incredible. And then none of them, like some of these places, they don't have, they don't have paper. They don't have access to paper. They don't even have access to scissors. Like the, there's one guy in the village that has the scissors, the king. He has the scissors. And you know those beautiful old scissors that your grandma probably had, very heavy metal scissors. So if you want something cut, you have to go to the king and he'll take out his scissors and he'll cut it for you. And you're like, okay, thanks, king. See you next week. <laughs> so, and, but people are so creative. I think it's an innate ability in humans to have creativity. And it's just fascinating. You give them stuff and say, okay, make stuff. And they're, <laughs> it's like, wow, Picasso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that it's always, I feel like for some people, I mean, I would say I'm more of a, a writer than like a designer by yeah, wide margin. But just like seeing like a blank page sometimes is the most frightening thing. Like you have like that open canvas and you're just kind of like, I know. what do I do? But then other what people jump do? at it and it's phenomenal. It. It's amazing it's, what they come up with. It's
1: phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. And people who have never had a lesson in their life. And of course you get people like, I can't draw and I can't do this. And you're like, well you can <laughs> we just have to find the medium that works for you could be you know sculpture it could be drawing it could be painting it could be you know you come up with the story you're the writer so yeah it's it's quite it's quite amazing i just you know i know the world's a crazy place but there's so many good wonderful people out there that go, yay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you're you're traveling to these these villages all all across the world Do you have obviously your puppets? I would assume you're bringing with you, but do you have like your go to travel kit? Because travel in general is starting to start to pick back up a little bit. We're, we're getting, I mean, I've been at airports. That wasn't a thing. I uh, definitely not two years ago and like barely last year. And so do you have like your kind of your go to travel kit of like, I, you know, I need this to, to make sure it's a successful trip.
1: Yes. Yes. A lot of, um, scissors. And it's, it's funny to watch people that don't know really how to use scissors, how to use scissors. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, we have a two hour workshop and it's going to take an hour and a half for them to cut things out. So you're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) But that's a part of the process and you can't interfere. You have to let them discover how to use scissors. So a lot of scissors, um, we use a lot of simple things like cardboard, newspaper, um, tape. So it's, A lot of it you can get in country, but a lot of – some countries don't have – they don't have anything, and and we're literally using leaves and seeds and and just some wire, which is like, oh, my goodness, how is this going to work? Or you think, water bottles. Everyone has water bottles, and then you go to a country, and they need those water bottles because they put cooking oil in them, and your whole workshop is, what are you going to use now? (laughs) They don't use water bottles for anything else but cooking oil. You can't use these water bottles. They need them, so it's always it's always amazing what you, you just you know pull out of your hat. But yeah, but simple. We use very simple materials. We figure that's the best way to do it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: I like it. I know we we had been talking beforehand how I was at a, a STEM volunteer event, and I was I was just thinking like the same thing of like oh just the ingenuity because like you there's times where it's like oh you know i'd like to maybe help you like you're you're right there like i could i can just whatever you, but i'm like no, no no i'll let you i'll I let know. you figure it out a couple kids kind of just like threw it at me like help me I was like, just okay, do it yeah hey, you've chucked it at me sure <laughs> sure i'll help but the the thing that i was finding like the it seemed like the almost the most complicated part was because we we're making these little bristle bots so toothbrush oh. heads where you put a motor and then a battery. And so you can make wow. the, the motor go. Very nice little mechanical trick. And then if you really wanted to get fancy, you could put pipe cleaners and, and like googly eyes on them. And then they can kind of have their, their little, I kept calling them battle bots, but that's something completely different. Like bristle bots. <laughs> and the, one of the hardest parts was in, we had like the toothbrush holders. So it's like just the head of a toothbrush, but it still had like the normal case that you'd put it in. And just getting those open was like the hardest part like everything else the kids were like oh yeah like this mechanical engineering little problem
1: yeah no problem
0: (laughs) like getting getting out of the case I was like that's fair every time you're using this you have a full toothbrush to work with and it's just this like little small thing so but it was just so cool to see like the you could like see the light bulbs going off in their head and that's such a cool moment
1: yeah, it, it really is, and then it, you know, some countries you go to, the uh, you set up your whole table of everything, and you're all excited. You've got your bits and bobs, and you you know fluff, and your you know bits of fur, and all these wonderful creations, and your you invite them all up, and only the women will get up, and, and you're like hey men why don't you want to come up please come up and they're like that's women's work and you're like oh no no and to get them to come up and to get through that cultural thing too but then i noticed sometimes you know they'll they'll be watching the women laughing and giggling and having fun and you know they're craning their heads and going what's why can't i do this and then one by one they'll all you know scoot up there and then before you know it, they're shoulder to shoulder, just laughing and talking and creating and and then sometimes to get them to stop. It's like lunchtime, they won't stop. You're just like, okay, you can go to lunch now. And they're like, no, we can't. We have to put eyes on our puppet and leave us alone, Lisa, right now we have to do this. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so it's just amazing. This is amazing. It's so fun.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. And one of the the other things that you uh, that you work with is the Born Free Foundation in Kenya, which you make elephant puppets to raise yes. awareness around animal welfare. So, what should we know?
1: Well, this is the first time we've ever done a project with animals. Usually, it's it's children and people. So, this was I was so excited about because when I was oh my gosh a hundred years ago, six or seven, the uh, Born Free movie. Did, did you know that movie? I mean, it was just. It was so, you watch it now and you go, that, do you like that movie? It's so ridiculous. But then at six and seven years old, I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. They took a, 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 a lion, Elsa the lion, and they brought her back to Africa and they rehabilitated her to be back in the wild. That's that's kind of what they do. They put the wildlife back in the wild. So they want to do this project in um, Kenya, in Amboseli, the two big parks, Amboseli and Meru, about um the elephants that are out, they come outside of the protected park and, and there's farmers there and they have their crops and their farms and the elephants are crop raiders and they just go through and they destroy everything. And these are massive elephants. So it's coming up with strategies and ideas to sort of. Build empathy for the elephants, but at the same time, strategies to help the farmers protect their crops because they have a right to be there too. So do the elephants. So it's how do we uh, how do we fix this? And I I mean, I can't imagine you. You're sent out. You're a young girl. You're sent out to get water, and all of a sudden, you see a giant elephant. It must be terrifying. Terrifying. So we're making these elephant puppets, and we're bringing them to each of these uh, parks, and we're going to just see see what happens. See hear their stories of, of elephants in their lives because they you know a lot of them don't really like the elephants they don't see them how we see them we're just like oh my gosh there's an elephant it's such a beautiful creature but to them it's a new they're a nuisance so how do we how do we talk and build strategies and empathy with the farmers and the elephants using puppets and puppetry so that was that's what i'm really excited <laughs>
0: about <laughs> I, like I, don't really I, saw, know. <laughs> I see the elephant over, over your shoulder. Oh yes, a great, yeah,
1: <laughs> He was, a, he was a prototype, but the ones we're building, they're giant heads. I mean, they're going to be huge. <laughs> I, I don't think I could fit it in here so that you could see it properly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's going to have a, a, you know, a big trunk that moves and, and these flappy ears, and it'll take about four people. To yeah three or four people to use it wow. so that's going to and we have to train the park rangers because they're the ones that are going to go into these villages <laughs> and become puppeteers and they're they're kind of like uh i don't know if we can do this <laughs> sure you can
0: <laughs> just wait this sounds like, it like broadway level uh <laughs> <high> complexity <laughs> i like it <laughs>
1: yes one two three let's go <laughs> yeah.
0: have an intermission so i can take a break yeah, and
1: yeah that's right <laughs> that's right i'll be here all week <laughs> actually i will <laughs> Yeah, yeah still,
0: still one of my favorite travel memories is we went to an elephant um, reserve and we got oh, to wow. feed them bananas. And I remember there was a mama elephant and a baby elephant, Aww. and I gave the mama a, or remember it was like a plantain, but something, something. Yeah. Like that. So and she grabbed it and ate it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And then I tried to give it to the baby, grabbed it and like dropped it on the way up. So then the mom. Reached to pick it up, and I thought the mom was going to give it to the baby. Then the mom just ate it right she in front of the it, baby. Yeah. She was like, "That's what you get for your That's your you slick get. trunk. You yeah. yeah. hold on to it."
1: That's right. But
0: it was so oh, it's so cool to say.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite quite cool. I guess what they're doing there is they're building bee fences because um, elephants are afraid of bees because they can sting they get in their trunks and they sting their trunks so they put you know beehives around their um, farms and they they do recording of bees elephants will stay away too but i'm learning so much about elephants like that there's they're like people there's you know the 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 um, young elephants, they're like the gang elephants, you know, they're just they don't really have a parent elephant to sort of say, No, no, this is not what we do, kids. And then, you know, there's the cool elephant who's just like, Yeah, whatever, I don't care. And you know, then of course there's the matriarch who has her whole family and they they have different personalities, which I I just thought they were elephants. <laughs> but they're like people, they're highly intelligent. So it's gonna be quite, quite amazing. But it must be terrifying to be in your house and an elephant <laughs> It comes through and just psh, knocks it over. Like, wow, I wouldn't like elephants either. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know, from like, from our perspective, I'm like, yeah, they're very nice. But yeah, if they're I'm very nice, I'm yeah, at an elephant,
1: yeah, I wouldn't like them either. It must, yeah. be it must be awful. Must be awful. So yeah, so that should be interesting to see how how we do. <laughs> I think we'll do all right. Yeah.
0: As long as no yeah. trunks take anyone out. That's, <laughs> yeah,
1: right. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> no, <I'm> yeah. I am <laughs> just
0: picturing a bee in my nose now. Right. Talking about how they fly up. Not, not my favorite. I understand. Why. Favorite. I understand why they're. <clears throat> and that's not as long a way to go as it is with. The that's thing, true. Now.
1: That's true. I guess it's like very them. sensitive in, in your, their trunks are very extremely sensitive. So. They must be just, and if, yeah, sure. If they go up their trunk and they're like in the middle of their trunk and oh, yeah. like, buzzing around. Well, ah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, you can't nothing like, you can do. Yeah.
0: Sneeze them out or anything. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: not, cool. yeah. not my favorite. That's not, true. My favorite. <laughs> not my favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As if everything we've talked about is not enough. You also have multiple yoga uh, certifications. Oh, yes. And incorporate puppetry into that. So. Is this like goat yoga where you're like you're <laughs> interact like you have a goat that you could you could use that? how does how does the how does uh, puppeteering kind of enhance the yoga because i'm I'm someone that has tried yoga a handful of times, and I'm almost convinced it's not for me, so could mm. could a puppet perhaps save me
1: maybe maybe so well, we use um oh, I don't have that puppet with me, but um <laughs> we use the puppet to help facilitate breathing like we over exaggerate, you know, the breathing in with the puppet and first, you know, when we first start the workshop, because a lot of the people that come to our workshops are, you know, traumatized themselves and are refugees. And, you know, we're training them to go out into their communities to bring this program. So we have to work with them and, and sort of get them at a at a, uh, at a level where we can sort of work with them and get them grounded and feeling better, and you know, a lot of them are just like oh, I don't know, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in a war situation. So we use a lot of breath work and um, meditation and and yoga, just stretching, and we do it with the puppet. Like the puppet will exaggerate, you know, the arm stretches and bending down and bending up and looking left, looking right. You know, just very, very, very simple um, exercises. And the kids, they just. They love it. They go crazy. And they, it's, I think for them, it's very different to see an adult be silly. They're not really used to that. So when they see an adult taking a puppet and doing these crazy moves, they just laugh and laugh and laugh. And they become enthralled and, and very engaged. And they want to do it. They want to try it. And they want to teach the puppet. That's the good thing about puppets. Kids really love to interact with puppets and try to help them and teach them. So it's a good way just to get everyone to, you know, try different things and different strategies to help people feel calm and better. So. <laughs> I
0: like, it. I, like it. I feel yeah. a little more calm just hearing that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like okay. okay. I might be on board.
1: You <laughs> might be on board. Yes.
0: <laughs> now we've, we've, This is actually a huge, huge tangent, but we our company had a retreat a couple of weeks ago, and we rented out a mansion for a bunch of like field games. And at the start, you could do yoga if you wanted to, um, but not everyone did. So I was one of the people that didn't do it. Although apparently, I learned afterwards that everyone doing yoga outside on the lawn, you know, this like gentle deep breathing, supposed to be relaxing. Like four or five people told me, "Oh yeah, I could hear everything you were saying inside," and I was like. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> I feel like I wasn't talking that loudly and I wasn't really close to the door. Like it was an open area, but yeah. like, like, that's wow. a little alarming. So I'm glad I mm. apparently ruined uh, upwards of 25 to 30 people's yoga experience. No, you were by helping time. them. Or help you were helping them.
1: them. Yes. yes. They're supposed to work through that and yes. just be, okay, there's someone talking. I, I can concentrate on the breath.
0: Yeah, I'm offering an added complexity level. It's just like a higher level in a video game or something. Yes, you were
1: were there for them. They just didn't realize it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to tell them all that on Monday.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: We've covered a lot of different things, but is there anything that we miss that you're working on now or a scoop? We always love getting a scoop on the podcast. Is there anything coming up that we should know about?
1: Oh, I think just my, my trip to Africa is my big, just so exciting. It's so funny to come full circle from being this little kid um, watching that Born Free movie and just being like, oh, that's me. And that's what I want to do. And then 100 years later, <laughs> coming around where I'm, I'm going to actually work with Born Free, which is like, oh, my goodness gracious. So I guess it's just never give up on your dreams because – You don't know when they're going to happen.
0: Love it. We love a full circle moment.
1: Divine timing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Never give up. Never surrender.
0: (laughs) Scream to the sky. Yes. Yes. Scream to the sky. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. and And I'm fortunate to meet amazing people and work with amazing people. And I just am always amazed at how, yeah, this is a crazy world, but there's so many Great people doing amazing things out there. And I get to witness this. I'm more of a witness. So it's, yeah, it's good. (laughs)
0: Love it. it. All right, Lisa, you're almost off the hook. But we always (laughs) like to wrap up with a top three. And perhaps Born Free is one of your answers here of your top three old movies.
1: Oh, my top three old movies. Well, I love old movies. So probably, um, let's see, Citizen Kane, which is just a great movie. Um, The women. Is a good movie. And all about Eve with Betty Davis, which is a oh, killer movie. That's just a great movie. Yeah. That's this week. That's me next week. It'll be three different ones.
0: <laughs> I know. It is. It is hard to pick. That and musician. It is. I'm just yeah. Like, what have I been listening to? And then it's like summer. And I'm like, well, now it's different. <laughs>
1: yeah, Exactly. Yeah. You got to have your summer tunes. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You get, get it. Get
0: through the hundred seventy-eight degree heat here in Austin. I know it was seventy
1: seventy-five here today, I'm like, I'm ready for fall. I can't do this. I hate this weather. I just can't imagine Austin, Texas, yeah, in May. I would take seventy-five.
0: That sounds lovely.
1: I was dying. I'm delicate. That's
0: fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and thank chatting. You. And thank you for bringing some of the puppets. I was excited oh. to see them. And if people want to learn more about what you're doing, check it, check out all of the, the great things that you've got going on. Where can they find you?
1: Well, uh, Instagram, I'm usually on that a lot. And that's at Sattva Creative Arts, um, S-A-T-T-V-A. Um, and the, uh, NGO that I work with is nostrings.org.uk. And that sort of describes all the programs that we do. And it, it's just those, the two people, Johnny and Rosie who are in that are just, wow, mind blowingly amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, at Sattva Creative Arts on Instagram, follow me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like No Strings too. I remember in, uh, this must've been like first grade, uh, some, some play, that our school put on it was one other student and i and everyone else was singing a song about a marionette and we had to do the marionettes and just this, i just remember the strings just being like such a nightmare it was getting like twisted oh, yeah. all around i'm like its legs should be moving up but i can't get yeah. it It's something.
1: <laughs> yeah i don't do those kind of puppets that's beyond me they're amazing yeah
0: yeah the people that can do it well i'm just like oh my gosh that's a talent yeah. i i mean I haven't tried since first grade because I was probably scarred for life by that. You're I, scarred
1: for life. Yes, yes you were. I'll, t- I'll
0: I'll take the no strings puppets. So I'm done with that.
1: Yes, definitely no strings. And of course, Mr. Poop. <laughs> yes,
0: Mr. Poop is a given. Mr. Poop on, <laughs> on every road trip is. from here on out. Oh
1: yeah, he, he goes everywhere. He's hey, hey, hey. that's right. That's right, Joey. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The flies are so here? good. They're so
0: good. Oh, thank
1: you. Hey, hey what smells in here? That's probably oh, me. After. No, it's oh, me. Okay, please. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Lisa, thank you to you, to thank Mr. You. Poop, to everyone else for coming on. And, and this was so much thank fun. Thank
1: you. It was so much fun. It went by so fast. That's
0: oh, That's what I like to hear. I like people thinking yeah. it's, you know, wow. eight hours later. Eight-hour <laughs> podcast, would I'd probably need to i need a pee break for sure it's a tough life (laughs) it's a
1: tough life and
0: of course we have to end with a corny joke as we always do why do we tell actors to break a leg i don't know because every play has a cast get
1: after it today people (laughs) wow okay
0: (laughs) good people cool things is produced in austin texas if you're a fan of this episode go ahead and hit that follow button that helps more people the show you can send me a message joey at good people thank you to all of the guests who have been on good people cool things and check out all the old episodes via good people as always thank you for listening and have a wonderful day